0: message uh, for today is entitled The Mount and by His Decrees, by My Decrees. Um, that's the e- the English of the parashot for this week. This week's reading includes two portions and it starts with Bahar Sinai or on Mount Sinai. Something was given to Moshe by God for the children of Israel, B'nai Israel for all generations. Not only those that stood at Har Sinai but even those that weren't present on that day to include even us and for those that will come after us as the Lord chooses to tarry. What was given? It was given the Ten Commandments. Now the fifth one of these commands, read as follows in Shemot 20 verse 12, which says this,
1: Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be prolonged on the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now this is a
0: command with a promise. It's the first command with a promise, a prolonged life. If you honor your father and your mother. Now turn to Vayikra 19 verse 3 which says this. Which is the focus of today's discussion.
1: Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. And you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Two parts here. Two parts that we'll discuss this
0: morning. And then Moshe says in Davarim 5.16 the following.
1: Honor your father and your mother, just as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that your days may be prolonged, and that it may go well for you on the land which the Lord your God is giving you.
0: So as you know, the Davarim was the book that was written by Moshe to, to accentuate or to focus on the things of the first two books of the or first four books of the Torah, in his own words, as it's communicated to the people. And and this was written, it's believed in the in the um, in the uh, ending hours of his life, uh, the ending days of his life. And so we see out of Davarim the most important, significant things that's really impressed that Moshe wanted B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, to conduct and carry forwards as he instructed them. The book of Ephesians in the Berich Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says this.
1: Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may turn out well for you, and that you may live long on the earth. Now, depending on which which version you read
0: um, of the the Bible, um, you hear the word fear a lot. That fear really means, depending upon the context of it, it really means reverence. Reverence is a better definition or a better uh, translation of the word fear. It means that you should act towards your parents as you would to a sovereign leader, a sovereign ruler. And you're not to treat them with disrespect. Especially when that ruler has the power to punish those who treat with disrespect. Now how many this morning have had Yeshua carry them spiritually through difficult times? Many have come to Yeshua as a result of that carrying by him or being with him or him being with you through difficult times. Well you also have someone else who has carried you physically through difficult times, from the time you were conceived until you were able to feed yourself and take care of yourself. Who is this person? You get two guesses. I hope you choose right. Yes, it is your mother, it is your mom, it is your mama, or it is your Ima. Once a year, we honor our mothers publicly. They are deserving of honor, even from the memory of those who have passed and are waiting for their just reward. Throughout our life, we have to listen to our parents. Proverbs 1.8 says the following,
1: Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not ignore your mother's teaching.
0: There's a whole teaching right there in Proverbs 1.8. There is a mother's Torah, there's a mother's law, and there's father's instruction or father's Torah. And they are both different. Proverbs 6.20-23 20
1: through 23 says this, My son, comply with the commandment of your father, and do not ignore the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart, tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching is light, and rebukes for discipline are the way of life. There are commands of the Father, but there are also teachings
0: of our mothers. Now, there is an important distinction here. Abba's fathers seem to be comfortable or seem to be comfortable in giving commands that are both positive and negative, giving commands that are positive and negative, much like what we read this week in this parashot. But moms, emas, teach you in the way to avoid bad and to be good, EMAs nurture you. That is why the bond of a nurturing EMA is so strong, and if it is missing, then the child and the mother can struggle through life. Now what I'm going to tell you next is important to remember. If you take it something away from today, this is something to remember. Emas teach you how to proactively follow the law. Whereas Abba's fathers let you experience the law through your own actions. Good or bad or retroactively learning from your experiences. But Emas will protect their young and that teaching nature of mothers help guide children through life's experiences to experience more good than bad if the children will listen and learn. Now let's look at this example from scripture of a mother's teaching. In this case it's Shlomo's, Solomon's mother, teaching him. The book of Proverbs chapter 31, 1 through 9 says the following.
1: The words of King Lemuel, the pronouncement which his mother taught him. What my son and what son of my womb and what son of my vows do not give your strength to women or your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to desire intoxicating drink. Otherwise, they will drink and forget what is, what is decreed and pervert the rights of all the needy. Give intoxicating drink to one who is perishing and wine to one whose life is bitter. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his trouble no more. Open your mouth for the people who can not speak for the rights of all the unfortunate. Open your mouth, judge righteously and defend the rights of the poor and needy. Solomon Zima had a big
0: influence upon him and mothers have who are allowed by the fathers, if the fathers allow them to have this influence, a large influence on their household and their children. Because the Emma's law, the Emma's Torah is different from the Abba's law or the Abba's Torah. Proverbs 31, 26-31 says this. She opens her mouth
1: in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also. And he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. So today... The Rosh
0: Pinah congregation will honor the women for all that they do, for their service to Yeshua, to their families, and to our community. For we too are truly blessed by the women we have in our congregation. Amen. Amen. Let us all give them Now, Ribetzinie and Ivan will have a few um, comments at the end after my teaching. But now, for the remainder of my teaching, I want to revisit Vayikra 19, verse 3,
1: which says the following once again. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God.
0: So just like manna on, the, on, the, on Shabbat, there's a gathering of, of two portions of manna. We're going to revisit this verse because it is manna to us. There's a whole teaching behind that for those of you that would be curious. But just read this story about manna and how it was collected and what happened to it and how it would, it would, it would feed the bodies in that day. And yet if you gather too much, it would spoil And if you didn't gather enough, there would be issues. So you see that, and there's an extreme correlation between that and verses, and that and God's word. There's a correlation between God's manna that came down from heaven, and God's words, his voice that comes to us that feeds us spiritually. That's why you may forget the teachings week after week. You may not remember the things week after week because it's like manna it forces you to get back into the scriptures because the scriptures are alive it is food for our spirit and it needs to continue to nourish us otherwise your spirit will become hungry and will not be satisfied this verse addresses the fifth and also the fourth command of the Ten Commandments to remember the Shabbats the holy convocations Last time I taught and explained the importance of kashrut. How many remember that? No you don't. (laughs) Paul does. (laughs) The importance of kashrut. To teach physical separation through eating. Physical separation through eating. To demonstrate the separation of the holy from the profane in the physical. We now have the Shabbats to experience the same idea to teach a separation of holiness from the profane. This example causes us to separate from the world on appointed times which distinguishes us as Messianic Jews as those, and as those who follow his commands. Versus those who don't. God gave us examples to call us out from among the nations. It is important that we remain separate. It is important that we remain separate. And here I've been going back and forth between physical and spiritual. It is important that we remain separate spiritually. Sometimes that emulates out, or sometimes it comes out as physical separation <coughs> excuse me it is important that we remain separate it is through the actions observing Shabbats that we exercise our ability to remain separate in the physical allows us to remain separate if we choose to make the distinction Ezekiel 20 11 through 12 says this
1: I gave them my statutes and informed them of my ordinances, which if a person follows them, then he will live by them. Also, I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them, so that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. These examples God gave us are are things that we are to live with
0: in our physical being, that we are to live with in in our physical souls, and we are to live with with our spirits. That we get it inside and it permeates through us so that we can live. So that when we're in the times of our spiritual lives, we address God's instruction one way. And yet when we're, we're in our physical lives, we address God's instruction a different way. God has provided us with activities for us to learn from. To keep us safe and to move us onward on to maturing in the faith. Vayikra 20:23 20, through 24 says this.
1: Furthermore, you shall not follow the customs of the nation which I am going to drive out before you, because they did all these things. Therefore, I have felt disgust for them. So I have said to you, you are to take possession of their land, and I myself will give it to you to possess a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, who has singled you out from the peoples. God's instruction is to pull us out from amongst the people.
0: When you mix with customs and traditions and causes of things that are in the nations, it's hard to distinguish the two. 2 Corinthians six seventeen through 18 says this,
1: Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Now, we
0: all know that as long as we are in these mortal bodies, we will also be among the world. It's impossible. Many have tried it. It's impossible. You can look at many kinds of communities that have tried to separate, but it's impossible. And it's not natural because we're supposed to be sharing the good news with a dying world. We don't know who's out there who will receive the good news of Yeshua. Let me repeat this again. We all know that as long as we are in these mortal bodies, we will also be among the world, but not of it or accepted by it. Expect to be rejected. You can't be accepted by the world. You have to be rejected by the world. John 15 through 19 says this.
1: If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, because of this, the world hates you. So why try? 1 John two fifteen through 17 says this. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father. But is from the world. The world is passing away and also its lusts, but the one who does the will of God continues to live forever.
0: All of this started back in the garden and we see a a rendition in 1st John chapter 2 15 through 17 of the issues that were occurring in Bereshit in the garden and those things are of the world they will be with us in these physical bodies. Thank you very much Adam and Eve. Thank you very much. But they will pass away. But our spirits will not pass away if we live a life with Yeshua. So in closing, remember these words of our Lord Yeshua when he said in John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. He gave them for a purpose because he loved us. He helps us live our lives in the physical. He helps us both mentally and physically to live our lives with his instruction that he gave us with his voice. He also loved us to keep his commandments in our spiritual lives as, as we are spiritual beings. Two things, spiritual beings and physical beings. So people, I encourage you to keep practicing kashrut and observe Shabbats to teach you wholly how physically experience the separation that's required. It's required for you so that you can begin to understand the spiritual aspects of holiness. That's the way God designed us. He takes us through the physical to begin for us to understand the spiritual, and understand the spiritual aspects of holiness. We in the physical can never be holy. It's impossible. If it was possible, you shouldn't, Yeshua wouldn't have had to come back, wouldn't have had to come and do what he did. But it opens the door for us to understand spiritually the aspects of holiness. Amen. It's our duty to praise the master of all, to ascribe Greatness to the author of creation. For he's made us unlike the nations of the land, and has not placed us like the families of the earth. He's not made our portion like theirs, and our lot like their multitudes. And we bend the knee and bow, and acknowledge our thanks before the king over kings, the Holy One, blessed be He. He stretches out heaven, and establishes earth's foundation. And the seat of his glory is in the heavens above, and the presence of his powers in the most exalted heights. He is our God, there is none other. True is our king, there is nothing beside him, as it is written in his Torah, and you shall know this day and take to your heart that the Lord, he is God, in the heavens above and on the earth below, there is none other. So with this, I'd like to invite Ribbetzin Yvonne up front to say a few words. Come up, come up here. Come up here so they can hear.
2: I asked the Lord for a scripture that he would want me to read or or what he would want me to say and he gave me two scriptures and Mike actually said that um, the mother would teach the fear of the Lord and that's really what the Lord was showing me. Um, So I'm going to just read Deuteronomy 4, 9 and 10. Only take heed to yourself, and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren, especially concerning the days you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, and they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. I was thinking about this scripture as I read it and I was thinking you know every single one of us have had our own experiences with the Lord where he's taught us and he's took us through things and but it all leads us to the same thing to the fear of the Lord and it's important that we teach our children the fear of the Lord because especially in these end times um, because through learning the fear of the Lord they're gonna learn holiness we want our children to understand what holiness is and they're going to learn the love of God and we want our children to understand how much he loves them and and how much we love them as our children. And sometimes it's hard on our kids, they don't want to hear this, but I believe it with all my heart that every parent here, that is their goal. And every uh, mother here is godly and... And I know that you're working to be set apart and to be in holiness. So I wanted to read that scripture because that was the one thing that he had showed me. But he also told me to read, to, to let you know uh, myself, I want you all to read Proverbs 31. Um, today or tomorrow. Just read the whole thing and let God speak to you. But the other thing was, I felt like the Lord said for me to read Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. This is something we say every single week, but I just felt like he said to stress it, so I'm stressing it and I'm reading it to you. And I feel like he told me to let you know that he loves every single one of you. And he sees every single heart, he sees when you're on your knees, he sees when you rise, when you rise up, he, he knows every tear in your, when you shed tears. I mean, it even says in the Bible that he bottles our tears. Um, so, just know that he knows even what we've been going through, and that we all sometimes just need to be refreshed. And I think that's why my husband even felt like he needed to do this today because he wants the women to know how much God loves them and he wants you to know that you are honored as mothers, as the women of this congregation. And we see everything you do and God sees even more. And he knows every time you're in your quiet, spot in home, and do you ever notice sometimes, uh, have you ever had anybody go into the room where you pray? Um, I experience it because sometimes I can have an extra special time with the Lord and my husband will come in and he'll sit down and he'll say, wow, it just feels so peaceful in here. And you know what? I know what it is. It's the Holy Spirit because he doesn't know what, we're do- what, what I was doing that I was praying and I was worshiping, but I even have had my grandkids do that. So they're watching us. They're, they're even watching to see if we're going to walk our talk. So they see us praying, they, uh, they will feel that. Your children will feel that. When you're doing that, they'll come in and something will just come over them. And you will see things too. God will give you discernment you've never had before as you're spending time with the Lord. So I know that each one has been doing it, but I'm hoping that you're experiencing those things. I'm hoping that, that your, your homes, especially after COVID, I mean, all of us have had more time to spend time with the Lord and be consecrated unto him. And it's like what Michael said last week that really stuck in my mind was, why is it important to be holy? because if we're he wants to commune with us and if we're not living a holy consecrated life and being separate from the world as he talked about the Lord can't commune with us he wants to commune with it that's why he keeps calling us to holiness and and through that we're going to understand love because we're going to feel the love of God and we're going to be able to love each other even more so that's all I had to share and I wanted to let you all know that I want every single mom, and I feel like there's enough here. I want, even if you're, you're, you're not a mom, I feel like you have a mom's heart. I want you to, to take a flower, but the moms first, and the grandparents, but we wanted you all to have a Gerber daisy, and I, for some reason, uh, on Mother's Day, I want Gerber's, Gerber daisies, and I don't know if you, any of you remember Gerber's baby food. I think of Gerber's baby food when I think of Gerber daisies, so I mean it just represents children to me. So these are like little praising kids here. So please take a flower and uh, please enjoy your weekend with your children and your um, families and we love you.